the trades are one of the primary building blocks of our industry. They affect every one of us in some form or fashion. And on this episode, I meet with an individual who has single-handedly started an organization to bring back the trade. We have a great conversation on the significance and importance, as well as the struggles with these programs. And more importantly, how all of us in the industry can get involved to raise the tides and to promote the trades building block and strengthen the foundation of our industry. As together, we are building the future. This is the Building the Future podcast. I am your host, the Lumberjack, Brett Thorne. On this show, we explore topics including construction, building materials, real estate, remodeling, the housing market, industry news, new products and trends, technology, government, everything you need for building the future. Welcome back to the Building the Future podcast. This is your host, Brett Thorne. And something you've heard me talk about a lot on this show is the trades and the lack of young or new people getting into the trades. And the trades is such an important part of our industry because that's the the foundation, the structure, that's the motor behind the vehicle that's going to push our industry into the future. And with that, I found an individual who has put a lot of focus on the trades and specifically bringing back the trades. It's a pleasure today to welcome to the show, Mr. Steve Turner. Well, thank you very much for having me. This is awesome on a Saturday morning. Um, very good to meet you and be in front of your audiences. So my name is, like you said, Steve Turner, um, uh, founder and president of Bring Back the Trades, founded in 2017. We became an official nonprofit in 2019. Uh, but my backstory is I own Turner's Upholstery in Rhino, New Hampshire. Um, I'm a tradesperson myself. I started my business when I was 19 years old, right out of high school. And the reason why I'm so passionate about Bring Back the Trades is because you know, I was in high school in 1980 and in 82, I took started taking the trades uh, automotive in high school because I really, to say the least, I wasn't a very good student. I wasn't focused on like the actual bookwork. And I loved, I've always loved working with my hands. I used to go to the uh, dump and pick up bikes and build bikes and build you know, go-karts. And I was just a hands-on person. So luckily, um, I found the automotive class uh, and I took two years of it. And then my last year, of automotive class, or actually my, actually I take that back. My sophomore year, I found a um, little card on the wall that said cleaning floors of an upholstery shop. And I was working at a grocery store and I really wanted to be around cars. So I went there and got the job. And for like the first year, all I was doing was cleaning toilets, sweeping the floors, do, doing whatever they wanted me to do. And I would go there every day after school. And then I graduated in 1986, became a full-time employee started sewing, uh, stuff like that. And then, uh, in obviously you're too young, but 1989, there was a huge recession. 
Um, and everybody got laid off and I had no job. So my father goes, Hey, I've got this little tiny garage that one of my friends has, you know, he can rent it to you. And do you think you can make a go at it? I'm like, Oh yeah, I can easily do this. You know? Cause I would think I was making $3 an hour at the time. Like one car will pay for it in one week. A little that I know, I started with, you know, $3,000 and within a week I was broke after buying the materials and the sewing machine. So then I had to become a salesperson to try and figure out how I can make this go. So fast forward uh, to to probably, I think, 2006, I finally, uh, you know, started building the business, hired my one guy that's been with me 17 years now. I just celebrated my 33rd year business uh, in December. So that's where it brings the bring back the trade. So I had been growing the business severely, even with my one guy, we couldn't turn, we just kept turning down the work because in, in New England, this it's been a dying trade. Upholstery, nobody's going into it. So when I first started out, there was probably 20 upholstery shops. Well, right now there's only two. So the workload kept getting bigger and bigger. So I started advertising for kids and, you know, to get into the trades and I had literally nobody. All my friends that were plumbers and electricians, they were, were all talking as, you know, because I'm doing their work on their cars. And we all kept saying the same thing. We need kids to get into the trades. We need kids to get into the trades. So August, uh, I know the exact date, but it was in August. I woke up at 3 o'clock in the morning with an idea just to put the logo on the hat, bring back the trades. That's all it was. So one of my friends made me up the hat. I said, bring back the trades. The next week, one of my good friends that has a construction company comes by and goes, Where'd you get the hat? I said, I made it. He goes, can you get me 12 of them and put a hammer and a saw on it? I says, why? He goes, I've been, we've been talking about this. We need to get this out. So I did that. Another week goes by, plumber comes by. Hey, can you put a plumbing logo on there? Sure, I can do that. Another week goes by. Hey, can you put an electrician logo on there? So I started just, I made, I got a company to make up. I think we had 40 hats at one time with every different logo. Chef. Uh, hair cutting, uh, welding, I mean, everything. Started to sell, so we created a Facebook page, started selling them, had them in every state. One of my friends comes by and says, hey, what are you, what are you doing with the money? I says, I, at this point, don't really know. He goes, my mother just passed away. Um, she left me some money. My, you know my father's a welder. I said, yeah. Well, he went to the same school as me, of course, my high school. He goes, I'm going to start a, a trade scholarship. Why don't you sell the hats? and create your own scholarship program. So boom, it was done. Well, then the idea started getting to the point where we were selling them all over the place. I created a line of apparel, and then uh, it got to the point where I'm like, okay, this we're actually raising a lot of money. I gotta turn this into a nonprofit. So turn it into a nonprofit. We now have board members, um, and now it's a full-blown national campaign where we go to schools, we talk to the students, um, we'll go right well, before pandemic. What we were doing is we were going into the auditoriums. Um, because I'm the kind of person that I believe that you can't talk to a kid about a trade, you have to let them touch touch the drill, touch the saw, show them. Because telling somebody something as far as the trades, if you put it in their hand and you get the wow factor, it's going to make the brain start working. So we would go into the auditoriums, we would set up different Boots, I would bring my sewing machine in there with all my stuff. Ten kids would come in. One would sit behind the sewing machine. I have a plumber, a welder, a machinist. They would all bring their tools in there, and the kids, ten at a time, would come through and touch it and feel it and work with it. That's what we were doing. We were doing a mini career fair. Um, 
So that's what we're doing. And we, obviously our scholarships are available in every state in the United States. All you have to do to be qualified is two things. You have to be graduating, going into a trade school, or you can be in a trade school now because we pay the school directly. We don't pay the student. Um, you can be in any, you know, and we're giving them out, you know, a lot of people say what trades, pretty much every trade. And believe it or not, there's trades that people don't realize are trades like cosmetology. We just gave one on uh, haircutting. A lot of people are like, well, that's not haircutting. That's not a trade. Well, yes, it is. I'm for, if a student, you know, I'm all for helping the students that need the help to get into the, into a field that's non-traditional college. And a lot of the fields that we're in are post-secondary schools too. It's, it's the same. So it's not just a trade school. It could actually be part college because a lot of your uh, construction trades now require college. And we're and I I always say this: we're not against college whatsoever. Because my son graduated two years ago. He's in marketing. He's doing very well. You know, because a lot of people are like, well, you're into college. I am not into college. My own son graduated. We're for. The student like me that was in high school that had no, no help as far as the guidance department or they just don't have any help and they don't know what the careers can bring them. Sure. And if you think of it, you know, big picture, I mean, it's not anti-college. It's complementing college. It's complementing that individual. It's giving them more than just the, the, the knowledge. It's giving them the skill sets as well. So, yeah, you know what? And I personally, you know, I, I went through the trades programs when I was in high school here at our local level. And then I yep. went to college after that, you know, so it, it was a nice marrying of the skills and then the knowledge, you know, because when it comes to trades, especially like you said, you had to become a salesman, you know, you had to learn how to run a business. You had to learn so many other things. It's not just the, the labor side and, and the actual physical stuff you're doing. It, it's having all of the pieces of the puzzle to be a, a successful individual. And, yes. and I, think this is just a phenomenal thing. I mean, I've talked about it so much. I mean, and I love how you do not designate with the trades. I mean, how you open it up to everything because let's face it, I've got a family full of barbers and I can promise you it's a trade, you it know, is. the, and if you think it wasn't, look what happened during the pandemic when a lot of barber shops and stuff got shut down, when beauty salons got shut down, who was taking care of your hair? You know, who was making sure all the stuff got done? Nobody was because guess what? Most people don't have the abilities to do it themselves. They have to find somebody that has been trained with that and knows how to do that. Therefore, mm -hmm. yes, it is a trade. Yeah. I mean, there's no different than, you know, what I do. I create with vinyl. You know, I sew things up and I create things. There's no different. I mean, especially with the barbers today. I mean, you see what the haircuts look like today. They're, I mean, it's almost like they're building uh, pyramids with the, with the hair. I mean, it's a talent. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure everybody listening has had a bad haircut at some point in time and knows well and done that that is not something that just everybody can do. Now, not to say they can't be trained to do it, but if you go out to your buddy and say, well, this pandemic was a perfect example. How many times did people say, you know, get your husband or your wife or your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend or, or your buddy or somebody to cut your hair because boy, it's just getting out of control. And, and how did it turn out? Hopefully it turned out great, but I would venture to say that unless it was somebody that had done those things before, I bet it probably didn't turn out quite what they hoped it would. <laughs> yeah. And before I forget too, um, we started, um, I get, you know, I get emails constantly, the same question. Hey, my son or daughter's graduating high school next year or this year. Um, 
they don't want to choose college to go to, you know, they really don't want to go to college. They, they've heard about the trades, but they really don't know what's in, involved in the trades. And we've gone to the guidance department and uh, nobody's helped us. And I'm, I'm not trying to bash guidance counselors because there is a lot of schools that really do really good jobs, but there's a lot of schools that don't do very good jobs either. So, so I'm, I'm like, how do I, so I, I always answer the question with, you know, where are you located? Let me try and help you. And I, I usually resolve it. But I'm like, so I have a good friend of mine, Jesse Hernandez, and he has a live streaming um, company where he does a lot of podcasts and live streams and, you know, uh, YouTube channels and all this stuff. And he's pretty well known. And I work really close. I said, hey, is it possible? Because I work with a lot of um, uh, trade schools. I work with a lot of them. I said, is it possible to start a live streaming uh, company uh, bring back the trades. Every month we feature a different school. And when I say that, we're on on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook live. We can have the school on there and have it on all the channels. Anybody can watch it. So if a parent doesn't know what's involved in that school or a trade, they can watch it. But not only watch it, they can ask a question live. So we had our first one last month. Um, we had the Seco School of Technology on there. We had the principal, the, the guidance counselor, and we had the construction trees worker. Well, what a hit it was. We had 500 people show up to the first one on all three pl uh, platforms asking questions. And he's got it to the point where you can be on all three platforms and the questions all come into one so we can answer all the questions. So we're booked out for the next six months. Uh, next Tuesday, we have uh, three three schools on. So we're going to have 10 different people on there. So what this is going to be is this is going to be a different school every single month in a, in a different state advertising their school. But not only that, we're also going to add live um, videos to it showing what's in the school and the parents can see what's in the school and ask questions at the same time. And that's such an important point. So as I said, you know, when I was growing up in the community here in North Missouri, small rural community, we had a vocational school and we yeah. are one of the lucky communities that still has that program. It seems to be, you know, just in our region here, I noticed that a lot of those have dropped off and no longer offer those. So, and I actually sat on the, the board for our vocational program for the construction program. And yeah. we just met a few months ago for our annual meeting and, and we were talking about, you know, how do we... How do we improve this? How do we grow this? How do we get people involved? And that was the one thing that came up that was probably the most critical and the, the most um, pointed topic is how do we let the parents know? How do we get them to encourage their kids to look at these programs, to say, hey, you know what? This is a viable option for a career path. You know, this is a good skill set to have, whether it be any of the programs, whether it's construction, automotive, welding. But how do we get the parents involved in that? And I so I love the fact that you guys are doing this to where those parents are now seeing this so that they're telling their kids, hey, this is an option as well. And especially when you have those vocational programs where you can start that in high school to where you can say, hey, you know what? college is still an option for post high school, but you know, while you're here, why don't you learn this? And now you've got always got a nice skill set or something. And if it's nothing else other than just some passion and, and some things that you learn and know. So yeah. let me ask you, Steve, in yep. your opinion, and, and I think you and I are kind of aligned in this. What is a where do you think the biggest steps are, or the biggest challenges we have in you know bringing back the trades? Well, 
I used to think when I first started this, it was the kids that I needed to reach. Well, it's not the kids. The roadblock is the parent. It's not the counselor. It's not. It's not. It's the person that is driving them to school. It's the person that's talking to them when we're having lunch, because the roadblock is the parent. Because and the reason why I know this for a fact is because we give out scholarships. We have a basically a website where I bring back to the trades.org. We have in order to qualify, you have to go on there. You have to fill out an essay, or we have actually a new uh, way of doing it. You can do a video. So if you're not a really good writer, which I think is important. If you're not a good writer, which a lot of kids aren't, you can put your phone out, you can do a video and you can send it to me that way, which I prefer because I like to see the kid and, and see what's all about. You, you can probably feel that passion and that emotion a little bit too, versus I mean, just looking at it on a, a word document. <laughs> well, because I don't know if the parents written in form and I really want to feel the kids, the, feel a kid. So early on, I wasn't getting essays and I wasn't getting, you know, I just wasn't getting enough. So Seco School of Technology, which I work really closely with, she goes, hey, we're having an open house. Um, I would, I really want you to be involved. I want you to come into the auditorium, but I want you to be the first table that these parents come to. I want them to come right through you, and I want to see what you, I want them to see that you give out scholarships. Well, I did that. I met with I don't know how many different parents. The next week, I had more scholarships, essays than I've ever had, because you know why? The parent went home and said, hey, Johnny or Susie, you need to fill this out. So by starting this thing, this live streaming thing, it's going to make it easier because it's at 7 o'clock at night, Eastern time, and I know it'll be 5 o'clock in California, but whatever. You can sit in front of your TV with your glass of wine or your you know, coffee or whatever you want, and you can sit there in your own living room, and you can watch what's involved in these schools, and you can ask a question. Parents don't have the time to go to all these things. They just don't. Um, I, I really think, you know, to answer your question back, it's, it's the parents. It's not the kids. So let me ask you, you know, let's talk a little bit about that live streaming because I want to make sure we get all the information out there so that those listening can pass this off or yep. they can use it themselves. So, okay. And I know it's live streaming. It's a certain time. Now, do you guys also offer the recordings of that where, yes, I understand they can't be there to list or ask questions, but they can listen to the questions that are asked and then maybe say, hey, if I've got more information, I can find it out either by email or check in on the next live one where I can't ask questions. So do you have the recordings of those? Yeah. So it's a, I have a YouTube channel, Bring Back the Trades on YouTube. Okay. All Bring the, Back the Trades record, on YouTube. All the recordings are in there. And I think you can make a comment in there um, and I will get a notification. And obviously... Uh, my email is steve at bringbackthetrades.com. It's pretty easy. Uh, email me a question through that. You can, you know, I'm pretty good at, at getting back to people. Um, but yes, they're on, they're all in the YouTube channel. And like I said, if you're on LinkedIn, there'll be, it's a live on that. YouTube and Facebook, all three, they're all, all streaming at the same time. Okay. So we've yeah. got Facebook and what I'm going to do, Steve, and for the listeners out there, I am going to have links to all of these sites in the show notes as well. So just okay. to make sure I got them all, we've got Facebook, we've got LinkedIn, we've got YouTube, and yep. then obviously I'll put your email in there as well. Is there any other social media outlets you're using? To oh, get yes, we do Instagram. Instagram, bring back the trades. Okay. And yeah. I'll make sure we have there isn't, there isn't a link on that because Instagram works. It's different. If you can't do a live stream without doing it, you know. Sure, but I'll at least I'll give them the link to your Instagram page so that way they can follow it. Yeah. 
And okay. we do have, which um, I've got kids hired in the next uh, week to start doing it. We do have a TikTok, Bring Back the Trades. Oh, fantastic. Uh, yeah. You know, and I'm not, not I mean, I've got it right now because I'm trying to run it, you know? <laughs> I've got a TikTok page. I don't do anything with it. Matter of fact, I have a company that does a lot of my social media stuff. And I told them, like, I got to start figuring this stuff out because it sounds like that's where to reach the young audiences, exactly. to reach them, the kids, to get them excited. You've got to go where they're at. Just like you said with the essay, you know, yeah. maybe a lot of them don't want to do that, but you know, they all know how to do a video with their phone. So yeah, yeah you know, let's, let's make this as, as easy for them as we possibly Let's remove as many barriers as possible to get them involved. So therefore you've got to get to them at their level. So exactly. I love that. That's fantastic. I, you know, I'm 55, but I still, I still, you know, I still remember being that age and I remember, you know, I wouldn't want to be doing filling out paperwork. I mean, I hated right. I still hate writing. So, you know, my wife does 90% of it. So I'm trying to do it as easy as possible. You know, just pick up your phone, boom, 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 you're done versus sitting there filling out this, filling out this, you know, if it's, if it's, if I need to answer, if I need questions answered, I can email them. Perfect. Okay. So now we've got the information. So where people can find the live stream, either figure out when the next one is or see the yep. recordings. Yep. As far as the scholarship information, any of those yep. that uh, that just say, hey, you know, I, I'm ready. I'm going to the trades or I'm in the trades now and I'd like to apply for the scholarship. Where do we go to find the scholarship information? Bring back the trades.org website. It's on the very top. You can just click onto it and fill out the essay or do your video and upload it to the, to the website. Perfect. And I'll have it's, the website link in the, so in the show notes as well. Fantastic. Okay. And we so, also have the store on there, which we sell all of, our, all of our swag too. Awesome. Awesome. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, because I know this is something you guys do as well, is sponsorships mm -hmm. for your program. What can you tell us about that, Steve? So we have three tiers uh, on the on the website for our company because we, do, we have certain things that we give back. Um, but the biggest thing that we give back, and it's not easy to become a sponsor and give what we want if you're on the you know the West Coast, because what we want our sponsors to do is we want them to be involved that we bring back the trades, not just advertise your company. We do a lot of events. So we go out in the summertime with our tent. We go to different restaurants, different car shows. What our sponsors get is they are allowed to, I shouldn't say a lot, they come, we want them to come to our events. And we want them to talk about their business to the parents and everybody else. So basically what they're doing is they're coming to our events and they could be getting employees at their our events for being a sponsor. Sure. Future employees. By, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't want that. I mean, obviously, I want the check, but I want them. They're actually going to be helping me when they give me a check because they're going to be coming to my events and they're going to in, mm -hmm. be enlightening and talking about what they're doing to the people that are there versus me trying to fill all of that gap because people are like, what, what, what's trades? And there's so many of them. So I, you know, I have a chimney sweep company that's going to be involved with us. Chimney sweep. I wouldn't have been talking about that. They need tons of kids to do that. So if they come to the event and they're talking to the parents, parents don't even know what a chimney sweep is. Yeah. They put something down, but there's, there's so much more to it than there was back in the day. Oh, you know, it's funny you say that. I had a customer, it's been a year or two ago. He said, hey, I need a chimney sweep. Do you know anybody? I said, yeah, I know one guy. Here you go. Here's his information. Customer calls back about a, less than a week later, says, hey, he's retired. Uh, do you know anybody else? I'm like, no, I do not. I'm like, I would ask him. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we're also, uh, we're going to be on the hood of number 98, Doug Winston's Trans Am car this, this summer. 
It's going to be on uh, CBS uh, six six times, so we're going to be on the hood of his car. Okay, so uh, you know, still on the topic of the the sponsorships, and yep. it sounds like you know you've got a lot of opportunities there for companies to get involved and to help move this campaign along. Mm-hmm. Um, do do you have different levels, or do you let's say for instance, do you have if there's companies that say you know we don't necessarily have the personnel the time, but we want to help your program, we just want to give you some money to help yeah. you grow and to to get this message out there more. So do you have yes. levels for that so yes. that? Yeah. You could say, hey, so, you know, we could take money. You know, we could take volunteers. We can, you, we can uh, include you in some of the events. I mean, yeah, so, we those... three, so we have three tiers: uh, five hundred to a thousand. Okay. Uh, I think it's a thousand to fifteen hundred, and then twenty two thousand to twenty five hundred. Three tiers, and then we obviously take donations and checks in the mail too at the same time. But the three tiers will tell you on the website what you get for for the money you give. Great, great. Now, is that part of the money that helps fund the scholarship? Yes, yes. All of it, yeah. Basically, all of it goes into one thing, and we give out scholarships through that. Great. And if this is the kind of deal that people need to realize, you know what, when you raise the tides, all ships raise. So, you know, we've all got to unite and get together on this to really start to encourage people, you know, parents, students, younger people, people in the work industry that, hey, you know, this is a viable option. There's a lot of opportunity here. Yeah. And it's funny because I get the question all the time and I finally figured out how to answer it. So I'll have a, say I'll have a construction company in New Hampshire say, you know, I want to give you $5,000, but how's it going to help me? I said, what do you mean? Well, can you give out a trade scholarship just to somebody in construction? And I said, well, I can't really do that. That's not how we do it. We, we basically, uh, we take donations and we pick a, a different person in a different state each month, depending on, you know, how we how we do it. And I said, well, you know, realistically, your money, even if you give it to me and it's in in being somebody in masonry, that is helping you. And you're like, Absolutely. what do you mean? I said, well, you have subs on your job, right? You have roofers, you have electricians, plumbers. I said, if one of those guys doesn't show up to your to finish your job, you can't get paid. So. Even though we're not giving, we're giving it to a mason, and you're in construction, which it, I know it's all under the same umbrella. But by giving it to a different company, but it's it's a mason, but now they're showing up to your job site and they're finishing your job. You get paid, so that actually helps you. And they're like, "Oh, I understand now. It actually does help me." Mm-hmm. And by giving it, it, by lifting the trades up, like with the supply chain, if I give it to somebody that was a trucker right now. That's helping all the trades. <laughs> Isn't it though? That's helping the entire world and economy. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I'm ex- trying to explain to them just because you're giving me money. Yes, I'm not giving it to you actually to your trade, but without all the trades working together, you know, and I, I this is another thing. I'll go into a company and they're like, well, you know, I, I have a friend of mine that's in a lumber yard. And he goes, well, I don't, I, well, I don't really need, I don't need uh, to give you money because we've already got people working here. I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, I've already got employees. So how is it going to help me? I said, you don't know how this works, do you? And he goes like, no. I said, if I don't succeed at bringing back the trades and getting kids into the trades, who's going to be coming to your desk to buy lumber? Exactly. You don't have any customers. (laughs) You know, it's, they don't. And I understand because when I first do it, started doing this, I didn't understand that there's so many, it's, I, when they call it a web, there's so many different webs, mm-hmm. but you have to figure out how to explain it. Like doing the live stream of the parents, 
getting the parents to know what a trade is. And we and that's something I explained too is my father worked at a rubber plant. When I remember what I talk about machinist, I mean um, manufacturing. I would go in there loud as can be, rubber all over the floor. It was such a dirty, unsafe job. Manufacturing jobs today, if you went into a manufacturing company, you can eat off the floor. It's clean. They have cafeterias, 401ks. You know, manufacturing is not what it used to be. Mm -hmm. People need to remember that this, what we do, this entire industry yep. is a puzzle. Yep. And there's a lot of pieces, just like you said, electricians, HVAC, drywallers, roofers, plumbers. And you have to have every piece of that puzzle if you want to have a finished product. Yep. So, Steve, I love the idea of this live stream. And, and that's something you, you're seeing a lot of all throughout the different social media channels. You know, give me a little bit more of the meat and potatoes on what you guys are doing with the live stream. Yeah. So basically what we're, you know, we're, like we said, we're trying to get the live stream out there so that we can really uh, feature the trades um, in people's living rooms, computers and stuff like that. What we're also going to start doing is doing videos of kids at schools or on the job sites on the live streams while the teacher or the business owner is talking about it at the same time. Because like I said early on, talking doesn't do much. It's visual. So what I'm doing is I'm talking to the schools and saying, hey, can you go into the school, get some kids, do some videos of them working on a CNC machine or a welder or something like that. Put that on the live stream so we can be talking about that so the parents can see what is happening with their students at the same time of talking. We're also working with a lot of companies that are saying, well, how do we get involved? I know it's just schools, but we want to get involved, too, because we have jobs to fill. So we're working with them maybe to, you know, put on their their logos on the bottom, start sponsoring the, the actual live stream itself, uh, getting some sponsorship through that. So they'd be sponsoring Bring Back the Trades. But it's like if you're watching TV and you see the, the ticker going in the along the bottom, that will be, you know, for different businesses. But we're just trying to educate, um, you know, the public of, you know, like what's involved in a school. It's like I learned so many times, like the school that we're going to be in next week, there's 43 different trade classes between the three schools. 43. That is a lot. That's a lot. I mean, there's so many different trades now. I mean, like I said, I've been in trades my whole life. And I'm like, that's a trade? That, I mean, like, cool. You know, there's so many different trades with technology now. I mean, the technology that they're building, you know, there's constant different uh, companies that have to build that software and the technology and the robots and I mean, we all know where, where, you know, you go into Walmart or something like that and you don't have somebody checking you out anymore. It's just a scanner, you know. So there's people that have to build those. So it's it's trying to recognize all the trades that are out there so we don't miss any. Because everybody knows welding, plumbing, electrical, construction. Everybody, I go into schools and they all talk about those. But they don't know, they don't talk about the other trades that are out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there truly is a lot. I mean, you know, if you think about all the services you have done throughout your life or throughout the week, just so many different services that are needed. Yeah. And there's no fee to this as far as the schools either. So, you know, this is, you know, my main game is not about making money off of the school. It's about getting the school out there. Cause you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't believe how many schools that 
there are certain departments or certain um, classes aren't being filled. So as far as the schools that yep. want to be involved in this, that want to do these videos, it, same place to go to find out how to do yep. that. Go to yep. the website. Okay, great. Yep. Or it, let's for you listeners out there, if you're a tradesman yourself and you know of a local school, make sure you pass this information along to them. Again, you know what? We've got to raise the tide for all mm -hmm. ships to raise. Yep. And what we're also doing is I'm doing some Facebook lives with one-on-ones like this right here. We basically, you would be a construction worker, plumber. I want to do Facebook lives with one-on-ones with, with business owners, explaining what they need in their trade and what they're at, what they're giving, what they're showing so that now it's, it's part business part education. So if, if you're a business owner, you're a construction worker, you would be on Facebook Live with me right now, describing your trade, talking about it so that the public can see that also. It's all about bring back the trades and education to everybody. But nobody knows what an actual plumber does. Oh, are they just, you know, plumber? They just make the water run. No, there's a lot, way more to plumbing than that. Oh, yeah. So, Anybody that's tried to repair a, a leaky toilet or a leaky faucet that has never done any of that, I'm sure they learned that really quickly. There's a lot more to it. And the, and I love what we talked about earlier that, you know, these are hands-on industries. Yeah, you could go to YouTube and watch a ton of videos, but until you actually get out there and physically do it, and where are you going to go and physically do these kinds of things, these kinds of projects? Where are you going to go to physically learn these? Yeah. You've got to go to trades programs or you've got to be employed in the industry. Well, and if you want to get employed in the industry, if you've got the background from a trade school, you're yeah. so much more employable. So, I mean, it all comes full circle. The main reason why I started bringing back the trades, and I don't know why I didn't forget. I forgot this, but my guy's been with me 17 years. I've had this discussion with him. He's five years younger than me. I say, okay, when I want to retire, do you want to buy the business? He's like, Steve. No, I don't want, I want to work. I don't want to deal with the people. I'm, I'm done. So my wife keeps asking me, we've built this business. What are we going to do with it? And my answer is without somebody walking through the door, they can actually do the work. My business is worth zero. So when I say that, if a kid can go into a different trade, we're all, all of our small business owners are saying the same thing. We need the next generation to come in not only work with us, take it over and own it. So it's not a matter of just you're going to be a worker bee for the rest of your life because you're not. You can, in any business, you can work your way up. So you can go from sweeping the floor to being on the floor to being a supervisor to being the CEO of a company. So that's what I try to tell the kids too is not only are you going to just go in and be a worker, you work hard and it's the truth. You got to work hard. You could then own that company and be running that company. Absolutely. And you, you, let's be honest, this industry is full of different channels to where you can become your own boss. You could yep. become the owner. Let's face it. You know, a lot of the other industries out there don't have that option. I mean, yep. you work for Amazon, you work for Google, you're not going to own those companies. Nope. But nope. you know what? You work in the trades, and yes, you can own your own company. You can yeah. be your own boss. And 90% of my scholarship essays winners tell me the same thing. The, what they love about the trades the most is when they're driving down the street with their family, 
they can point to something and say, hey, I built that. Fantastic. Steve, before I let you go, yep. on a Saturday morning, and I do appreciate you taking time on your Saturday. No, the pleasure is mine. Do you have any closing thoughts for the listeners? Um, I would say just open up your minds. Um, give the trades a chance. Uh, another thing we're trying to do is not only build apprentice programs, but I'm trying to build a ride along for kids so the kids can get in a van or a car and see what's involved in the trade. So just open up your eyes to what's around you. Um, be willing to just give it a try. Fantastic, Steve. And I want to thank you again for taking your time to share with myself and the listeners. I appreciate everything you are doing. For building the future. Thank you. This is the Building the Future podcast. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe. Please like and share. You can find out more at our website, www.buildingthefuturepodcast.com. Together we are building the future.